So, like, thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of our collaboration with Agents of Dan. We are borrowing their druid, Winterra, played by Christina. Hi! And last time... Last time, we... Died a terrible death. Yes, to a solar. It was great. Uh, which is a high-ranking angel. But then everybody came back, because the day started over. And the realization dawned on everyone that it's the same day. When Sirik said you have one day to find this key, he meant you have one day over and over and over. So as you woke up, you talked real quick with Felix again. He bamfed out, triggering the same wild magic roll, swapping Winterra and Armbar's voices. And now you are all standing in the Bardrock Cafe's basement in front of the obelisk, deciding what you want to do. Alright everybody, I think we need to go talk to Diana, because the Solar mentioned Diana, and Diana was one of the three people Felix thought might know where the key is. But first, I think we should go get that book. And Brock says that last part in telepathy very individually. When Tara looks rather alarmed when she realizes that you switched over to telepathy, and she like looks really confused, and then she looks down at her her right hand and is kind of examining it, remembering she does not currently have her ring of mind shielding with her. And then she responds back as if telepathy is completely normal for her. Okay, but um, are you are you sure you want to go back to the fire angel? Because that wasn't that wasn't fun. I. I don't really want to go back. I understand that. I think if we keep the book shut, the angel won't be a problem. And I get the impression it's more interested in stopping Sirik from escaping than it is in killing us. So if Sirik tries to double-cross us, being, being able to unleash a really strong angel on him might save our lives. So were, were you guys, were you guys like speaking telepathy the whole, that whole time? Yes, Brock's just reiterating because you can only maintain telepathic communication with like two ways, one person at a time, because Blister don't have group chat. He repeated Terra's question to everybody else and then answered it. I'm going to greet group chat by shorthanding as Brock just keeps repeating everything y'all say to each other. <laughs> and I also explained the reason I'm using telepathy is so Sirith can't hear us. Oh. So I will say this for the purposes of. Uh, expediency. We assume that you're doing this very tedious thing. Everybody just talk as though you're just all in a group chat. Awesome. So, I think that I'm using my telepathy so Sirik can't hear us. I think that could be an ace in the hole against Sirik when we return the key to him. Oh, boss, you're so wise! I wish I had thought of it first. Are you sure that Sirik will fall for our trick? He is the trickster god. Well, I don't think open up a book and summon a really strong enemy is a trick. So, I do have a plan to maybe trick Sirik, but we'll get there. I think what I might be able to do is... I know I also knew Heat Metal. He seemed afraid of Winter using out his chains. Heat Metal could melt an iron key. 
So if we give him the key, we fulfill our part of the bargain, and then I think we just, once he returns Runeterra home, we melt the key before he can use it. So, find this book again, and then go to the person, in case she knows where the key is. Because he did say, find the key. So, there's the chance if we find it, that's it. Right. Sirik might poof us right back to him the second we have possession of the key. So we need to get the book first. Mm. is like, not happy about that idea, but... We just gotta talk him into sending Wintero back, right? Before we give him the key? Yep, ideally, he's keeping his end of the bargain once we show him we possess the key. Wintero goes home, we give him the key, we melt the key. I do want to go home. Okay. And no offense, we... You seem great. We also would like our wizard back. Well, you better sharpen that silver tongue of yours, Brock. We're gonna need it. Alright, it sounds like we all agree. Why don't we go get the book and then go talk to Diana? Okay. Rook, are you okay with the plan? Sure thing. Let's go get that bookcase open. So, for the sake of expediency, without any trouble at all, because it is not well guarded, you guys are able to pretty much repeat what you did last time. Is there anything you would like to do different besides going down and grabbing the book? Not stepping on that stair. <laughs> okay. Good call. You skip the third from last step. And they do not recede back into the wall. You do not trigger the trap. Also, just for the sake of kindness, let's say we don't break the bookshelf this time. Right. Is, was it there's, uh, I feel like there was like a mechanism we broke. Yeah, Rook saw which book triggered it, so I think Rook would know which book to pull. So there is a red-spined book with no... Like, there's not pages in there, right? It's one of those fake books, and there's no writing on the spine. And you pull the book out, and the bookshelf slides open. Sick. Brock still steals the ABC's book for Armbar. Sure. Winter also takes Little Johnny Bugbear again. <laughs> Alright, so you have Little Johnny Bugbear. Little Johnny Bugbear. Okay. You go into the library. You. One of two things happens. Either Rook successfully picks the lock this time, or Armbar just tears the drawer off again. Oh, I'm tearing it off again. Okay. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> even wait. <laughs> oh, I like, I remember this part. <laughs> this poor little writing desk that's just just a writing desk with all those rinky dink drawers that yeah. So you have the prayer book that has the the glyph inside of it. <laughs> this time I just this time I just punch a hole through the top of the desk and take the book out that way. <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> just reach down in there and grab the book and be like, here you go! <laughs> I think I'll take a hold of the book. That's exactly what I was thinking. Good idea, Rook. Well, you don't trust me? <laughs> Everyone has their own part to do in this plan except Armbar. Armbar, the second we do all of our stuff, you just hit Siric as hard as you can with your axe. Oh! I can do that! Hit him with damage! Turns out most things don't work well without a head, so. That is true. That is very true. Brock, are you going to let me know when I should open the book? You won't be able to miss my signal. Okay, sick. <laughs> that is the most exciting statement I've heard. 
<laughs> you won't be able to miss it. Awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So you all have what you came for. Do you want to do anything else in this library? Or are you just going straight to Diana? Let's go. Yeah, let's just go straight to Diana. The library's done nothing to wrong us, and I don't think there's anything else here for us. There might be another glyph in another book somewhere. You want to look for it? Winterra is already on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Winterra is ready to go. She wanted. She wants to be as far away from that book as possible. And currently, outside of this room, this room has nothing but bad memories for her, and she is not about it. Do we? Do we remember not to trip the stairs? I'm assuming that nobody steps on the wrong <laughs> step, and you know, withdraws the staircase as you're climbing it. Oops. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Does Armbar step on the step? Yes. <laughs> okay guys, you are halfway up the set of stairs when Armbar, bringing up the rear, steps on it. He swatches. Everything under you starts to move towards the wall and you're watching it kind of get flush with the wall, starting at the top and just moving down. Oh god. What do you do? Better start running. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> is it receding it from the top down or from the bottom up? So it turns into a flat wall, right? So the top is the closest to the wall. So you're, the entire staircase is receding. And then as the stair gets flush with the wall, it stops receding. So it's kind of from the top. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense to me. Uh, when Tara's probably already at the top, I think we just throw her a rope. Or she can just summon animals to get you guys up if that works too. You guys want to fly up. Yeah, I um, I have a grappling hook and rope. Armbar mildly inconvenienced us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll um, let's try grappling hook and rope first because it won't spend anything. <laughs> it's less of a problem when there's not a gigantic fiery angel, you know, wrecking, <laughs> right. wrecking your shit at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, turns out there's a glyph inside of Johnny the Bugbear. <laughs> <laughs> we should check. <laughs> That's a problem for later. <laughs> Someone's a bugbear angel named Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> he has the biggest pair of sunglasses you've ever seen. Can you please, like, do that? And he does the monkey dance, like the like giant brown Yes! <laughs> like a gelled hair. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> do the monkey with me. Yeah. Uh, we are all on the exact same way. Yes! Yep. <laughs> you need to make that a thing so that when she goes back to her other podcast, that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Jordan, I have a so, present for you! <laughs> what? Arlo has a new wingman. No, no, no. The angel does exactly one thing. He sits on a chair backwards, puts a baseball cap on backwards, It's like, hey man, hey man. we need to talk about your drug addiction. <laughs> it's not cool. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Ryan, I have a new employee. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. When Tara looks down over um, at the, the receding stairs as she's at the top and is judging all of you, you can just feel it in her gaze. <laughs> Wait, who is directly behind when Tara? Can we make an athletics check to jump it? I'll tell you what. So I will say that the order is when Tara, and then Rook, and then Brock, and then Armand. So, either acrobatics or athletics, your choice. Armbar will have the hardest DC because you're at the back. Fair enough. Acrobatics. I'm gonna do acrobatics. I'm gonna do it with a flourish. I got 20. Dirty 20. 
you are fine. You you see, you hear the click, and you're like, oh shit. You just scurry up the rest of the stairs real quick. Acrobatics, Rock jumps up and tries grabbing a hold of the railing. Good call. That is a, that is a 19. You're fine. Alright, armbar. I, I thought we were going to do Winterra next, because you know it's going to be me that's... No, Winterra's at the top. Winterra was there before you pushed the button. Yeah. Winterra was like, I'm out of here before <laughs> you guys even got to the staircase. Alright. You're not even sure she left the staircase, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> She's just yelling down, you guys alright? Oops! Sorry, guys, I forgot. Oh. Here we go, roll. I got 13! Alright, Armbar. You, uh, you're huffing and puffing trying to get up the staircase. You get about halfway up and realize that the staircase is now flush with the wall and it's pushing you back down. Roll me a dexterity saving throw as you try to, like, stair surf your way back to the bottom without falling. I got a five. <laughs> God. This is karma. <laughs> Brock's holding on to the railing. Can he reach out and try and catch Armbar? I will allow you to roll just a strength check. Oh, that's Brock's strongest suit. <laughs> is it really? Cool. No, four minus one is three. <laughs> oh my god. So, Have him roll down with me. <laughs> you try to grab Armbar's shirt and realize that Armbar never has a shirt on. <laughs> So instead, you just... I missed the suspenders. You missed the suspenders. Oh, <laughs> 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 Slade! No, no! Oh, no! I'm <laughs> This is karma. Right, you take six points of bludgeoning damage what? as you smack into the floor. <laughs> the staircase is now flush with the wall. What would you like to do? I'm gonna try to climb the wall. <laughs> Roll. Yeah, just give me another athletics check. Alright. Oh my gosh, I got a 10. Can someone throw me down a rope? So you don't make it up. <laughs> but, like, you don't fall flat on your face either, right? Like, 10 is not a failure, it's just not a success. Uh, we gotta help this guy. Um, Brock has already summoned his rope and thrown it down. Okay, so with the rope, you're able to just shimmy your way up to the top. Oh, man, that's karma. <laughs> and of those four bad rolls for your penalty for doing that on purpose. <laughs> I know, this is not... I'm not used to these bad rolls. Yeah, Armbar does not roll above a 10 when he's rolling athletics, his strongest thing. This is weird. Like, if you look at my rolls, like, I have a plus 7 for, for athletics, for, like, strength checks. And athletics is a, is a strength like skill so it's like i rolled a th what is that i rolled a six and i rolled a a three <laughs> meanwhile it would be like armbar's gonna roll arcana and roll an 18 yeah oh yeah every time if armbar's like hey i have like a negative seven to intelligence let's roll arcana i got this hey i figured it out <laughs> i know what spell this is <laughs> No, you guys can know this is first grade. <laughs> oh my god, we really are smarter than that. <laughs> so you're all out of the room. There's probably a mechanism at the top of the staircase somewhere to make the staircase reappear, but you don't know. What would you guys like to do? Diana? Diana. I don't know if we should do Diana. <laughs> we should go to her. Well, she's our lead. The alternative is just waiting for the day to end and reset. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I got you. It'll, oh, you know what? Actually, we do the Dormammu come to bargain thing. We just wait for Seer to repeat the loop enough that he gets bored. Oh my gosh. Would you like to try this? No. Okay. Because then we have to get the book again. <laughs> I was gonna say, I... I'll allow it. <laughs> there will eventually be some consequences to your actions. We will definitely not. Let's well, go ahead. Let's go ahead. <laughs> no, I just wanted to pitch that out there so when the audience is like, why didn't they try this, that they know we at least thought about it. That's valid. So as you make your way to Diana's little hut in the City of the Dead, you, know, you see all of her, her flower gardens and the well-kept graveyard all around, and she is, once again, it is about lunchtime by the time you get there. So she is sitting... Uh, with a pot that seems to have some kind of meaty stew brewing over a campfire. Uh, the same logs are there that you always sit on. And she does notice you approaching. And she just kind of raises a hand, waves at you as you're making your way over. Diana, so lovely to see you again. Hello, Brock. Armbar, Rook. And I don't think I know you. Hi. I- I'm Wintera. You said your name is Wintera? Yes. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Diana. Uh, I tend to this area of the city. What brings you here? That's a long story. Can we sit and join you for tea while we uh, go over it with you? I would love to. Give me just a moment to get everything from inside the house, and I'll be right back. Um, and she does take a minute to just get everything together, and she brings out what looks to be a magically quickly brewed cup of couple of cups of tea. She offers a cup to everyone and motions for you all to sit. Uh, she asks, you know, would, you, would any of you like something to eat? I didn't make enough for everyone, unfortunately. But I do have tea. Wintera's eyeing the stew and drooling just a little bit. But she doesn't want to be rude and immediately ask for food. Uh, Diana just reaches in and scoops out, like, a ladle of the stew. And it's it smells amazing. Like, it's just perfectly seasoned, and there's... You can see, like, the meat is very, like, well done, and kind of... It's coming apart as she's ladling it out. So you, you know, like, it's going to be that kind that you just bite into, and it's just flavor immediately. She hands you a bowl. You are my new favorite person I have met in this chaos event. Hey! Where's my bowl? She, <laughs> she's looking in the... The, the pot. She ladles you out a bowl, and like, there's about there's enough left for maybe one more bowl in the pot. But she hands you a bowl, Armbar. I don't like the shares. No one allowed to have any. Brock's like, I'm fine. My breakfast was to die for. <laughs> Why would you want to die from food? Brock just gives Matera a look. Like, huns, not your thing, huh? No, I don't. I don't get a lot of them. They're working on it. I'm not very good at them. So Diana just kind of takes her seat, looks over at you, Winter, and she says, Something tells me that you're the reason everyone is here. You don't strike me as someone from around here. No, I'm not. There, uh, I woke up, and I was around these three, and we were on, um, a different plane, and then we met the god of trickery, and now we're looking for a key. And I'm here, and their friend's not here, and we can't go back to where we are from until we sort this out. You met the god of trickery. 
He asked you to find a key. And what was that last bit of it? Um, I'm stuck here, and their friend is stuck somewhere else until we get this sorted out. I see. Uh, Brock, which friend is it that she's talking about? The one that always disappears, of course. <sighs> so the god of trickery has whisked Epi away and placed you here, Wintera. That's unfortunate. So what are your plans? Uh, there is one more thing, Diana. Uh, we actually didn't succeed the first day we were doing this, and the day started over. Sirik locked us in a time loop, so we are doomed to repeat this day until we succeed. We do not have the option to defy him that we know of. I see. Well... The man who smells of cats said that you might be able to help. She kind of laughs as you say that. Ah, yes, Felix. He's a little bit infamous around Waterdeep. Nobody knows where he gets all of his goods, but he never seems to run out. Speaking of which, she kind of points at you. I haven't seen one of you before. Are you by chance a druid? Yes. How wonderful. So am I. This is my grove, you see. It's nice to meet another druid. I feel very out of place in the city. I'm still getting used to cities. They're very different. She takes her staff and kind of taps it on the ground. And as you look out, you're in the middle of Waterdeep's graveyard. And there are, like, green bushes everywhere. And as she taps her staff on the ground, you see as all of these buds just open up. And the hills just kind of burst into whites and purples. As lilies and nightshades just bloom for yards and yards. She says, I understand, but nature flourishes even in the city. There's no need to feel uneasy. You are welcome. <laughs> Winter is freaking bawling. She's so stressed out and seeing all these flowers is making her cry. Especially the purple flowers. She's just like lingering on any of the ones that are purple and she's just sobbing. I can tell you're having a very hard time. I'm sorry, but I don't know of a way to get you home. But I do know of this key. Unfortunately, a part of my job is to make sure no one gets it. I thought about that, Diana. There's something I wanted to share with you, and Bach uses Telepi for this next part. Once we give Sirik the key, we're going to destroy it. And how do you intend to do that? With the spell Heat Metal, it should be able to melt iron into a slab so we won't be able to put it in the lock. Ah. Not this time. Well, it was worth a shot. I appreciate your tenacity. What do you say we couldn't we couldn't burn it? She said not this iron. Are we all aware of that information? Brock shares the information with everybody. Why not that iron? Well, Morden is the dwarven god of craftsmanship. And he forged the Atomantine chains that hold him. He also forged the iron keys. He made them from iron so that they could not be tracked with divination. But he placed his runes on each of them. They are as difficult to destroy as adamantium. If they wanted Sira trap, why did they even make keys? The spell that binds him demands a release. It is part of the spell's requirement. And there's no way to get rid of the runes. Not that I am aware of. But again, 
destroying the key would end the spell. That is why we defend the keys against anyone who would try to take it. Would it be possible to create a key that looked like that key so we can try, and I know this is a long shot because he's the god of trickery and all, trick Siric into thinking he has the right key? Could certainly try. I don't imagine it would work for very long. He is the god of trickery. Seeing through tricks is his domain, if you will. Well, we only need him to think it's the real key long enough for him to think that we fulfilled our part of the bargain and send Winterra home. And maybe he won't know that the key can't be destroyed, and I can just melt that key into a slab before he finds out. After discussing this, she reaches into a pack and produces something wrapped up in fabric, and she says, Uh, I do have to ask. The other day, something very strange appeared in my pack, and I just know it's yours, Armbar. She, she hands it over to you. So do you take what she's offering? What was it again? A small object that she has wrapped in fabric. And she's giving it specifically to me. Yeah, she says, I just know it's yours. I don't know how. I know this. Oh, well, you shouldn't have. I'll reach out and grab it. And as you unwrap it... What the... What the dick is this? Oh, no. <laughs> I need everybody to give me a constitution saving throw for this. Oh my goodness, Kenny, what? <laughs> Wow. What the hell are you doing to us? No, 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 no! Fifteen. No! We have to roll constitution saving throw? Yes. Okay. That's a no! Twenty-one. That was a one. That was a nat one. Oh no! Oh shit. To be fair, if you're gonna fail the throw, it's actually probably the best way to fail it. Right. So... Before we get to that, Armbar, you're about to take half of this damage. Everybody else, you failed to roll and you take all of the damage. I took all the damage? Um, but go ahead and roll 2d100 for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, uh, 95 and 64. Oh man. Pick one of your teammates. I think she's probably currently watching Armbar as he's being hit at something. Okay. When Terra and Armbar, you both gain two points of exhaustion. What the heck? <laughs> this is absolutely bogus. <laughs> For the record, that means you have disadvantage on ability checks, so like at athletics checks or stealth checks, things like that, and your speed is half. Uh. That's that's all that does. All of a sudden, I feel so tired. I'm exhausted. That's a big word. Thank you. I learned it from Arlo. He's a doctor. What was it again? Oh, can't remember. I'm so tired. Is that the damage you just rolled? Yes. You gotta be kidding. Damn. So, what? Those of you that everyone drank the tea. That's the amount of damage I take? So, you take 20 points of poison damage, everyone else takes 41. Rock's down. Uh, oh, jeez. I'm, bar- I'm barely alive. You said how much? 41? Yeah, 41 points of poison damage. Hey! What'd you do to my friends? I'm gonna try to resuscitate, um, Brock by giving him a potion. So, before we get to that, I need everybody to roll with this. Oh. 
Wait, can I? Because because this was such a negative thing, would I have been able to kick in danger sense to know that something was happening? You can't see it. You saw the T technically. I don't. Well, so that's it doesn't not help me. Really it, it doesn't sense. help me with danger sense anyway. Because it's dex yeah, saves, it's right? just dex saves. Yeah. Like, it has to be an effect you can see. Yeah. You can't really see poison. By the way, Kadisha's initiative roll was a natural one. Yep. So is mine. Oh, jeez. You both got a nat one for initiative? Yep. Yep. Oh, my lord. What is wrong with you guys? I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> I just, Diana also rolled a nat one initiative, if you guys see it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh Whoa, my goodness. Shit. Three nat ones, wow. Diana does not have wild magic, but the two of you do. Yeah, shit. So yeah, so I got a total of five for my initiative, and the 2d100 is uh, 78 and 52. Oh yeah, the total would have been a four for me, and then um, 17 and 65. I'll tell you what today we'll get real quick. Right. I said 7852. Uh, yes. Just wanna remind everybody, I'm the only one alive AGAIN! I'm alive still, barely, but I'm there. Oh barely. I'm alive, but it sucks. Yes, same. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Rook. For the next hour, a shimmering golden number appears over your head. Okay, okay, cool. Don't know what it means. <laughs> there is a number above your head. What's the number right now? Yeah. I would have to go do math to find out the number. <laughs> it is not particularly relevant. Okay. But it, it's there. You had a you had a good option and a whatever random option, so I gave you the whatever random option. Wintera, what were your numbers? Uh, 65 and 17. Okay. All right, so these are both good, actually. Which one would you like? 65. 65, okay. You begin to weep uncontrollably. At the start of each turn, as a free action, you may cast the Blight Spell. Yeah, no, that's really good. The other one was the Turtle Shell one that you had last time. Oh yeah, that's very helpful here. Yeah, that is, at the start of every turn, as a free action, you cast Blight. Wow. Okay, so Tyler rolled a 21, Brock, what was yours? Not good. So I'm second in issue order. Yeah, so everybody is super slow. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Tyler, who is just on it. Yeah. Just like any other anime. Diana. My friends! I'm getting strong. Armbar, you're up first. Well, Brock, Brock's down, right? Yes. Well, it, Brock, uh, Armbar would instantly go to Brock's side and try to, like, Bring it, like bring him back in any way he could. You have a healing potion. What? What was that? Before you were like, oh, he's a healing potion. I don't know if you physically have one. I have it. See, this is this is the problem. Like, I have a potion of healing in my pack, but I don't know. I think it came from after this adventure. I don't know it because we have not acquired them in the first four Possibly. Episodes. So I think you should. I don't think there's nothing you can do for Brock except avenge him. Okay, yeah, I think so too. Like, I think, like he, I think Armbar is gonna look at Brock, be on his side, and just realize that, like, 
he can't do anything about it, and he'll go into a rage and uh, move to attack Diana. Wild magic trigger on your rage first. Yep. We keep forgetting that. Is it helpful? I got. Well, no, it's. Oh no, regular wild magic. I think you roll like an eight. Oh, that yeah. one. Oh my gosh, why do we keep forgetting that one? I gotta bring that up real quick. Roll the d8. I got a one. That corresponds. So my wild magic um, barbarian uh, effect is shadowy, shadowy tendrils lash around you. Each creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d12 necrotic damage. You also gain 1d12 temporary hit points. So I'm going to go ahead and guess you picked Diana. Oh yeah. She's getting it. Okay. I'm going to roll the, the d12. The d okay. Eight. So you get 8 temporary hit points. Diana definitely did not pass her concert. So she takes d12. Go ahead and roll another one for the damage. 7. Okay. She takes it. You are now raging. What do you do? Do an attack with a great axe. Coming right at her head. Okay. 14. That is a miss, unfortunately. And I'm going to do it again. You have a second attack. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, definitely, that definitely misses. I got a 14 and a 9. I had to chop through all the thorn bushes that she procures. <laughs> so that's the end of Armbar's turn. Next up is Brock. Death save. It's just... 10, 10 or less I fail, 11 or more I pass, right? Well, 9 or less. 10 is a pass. So it's slightly skewed in your favor. 15. Alright, you have a pass. Uh, next up, I believe, is Rook. Alrighty. Rook is... What was I gonna do? I just thought about it. Oh yeah, okay, so I'm gonna go behind this tree. Okay. I'm going all over here. I'm disengaging to go behind the tree, but I don't think I actually have to. I don't know why I said that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> She's not in front of her. Okay, so I'm going to shoot at Diana. Did you mean to use your height action to do your thing? Well, our bar is next to her, so... Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I just have to, like, that's not why she's moving towards the tree, is to use her height action to hide behind the tree. Right, that is true. I am going to the tree to go behind cover. I mean, yeah, so I should say that. That, that is important. Okay. Um, so are you hiding first, or are you attacking and then hiding? I'm attacking and then hiding. Okay, so roll your attack. Here's my <laughs> first one is eight. I'm using my double crossbow. I'm okay. guessing that doesn't really do it. That does not. And I'm gonna try with my other bow. And that's a twenty-two. That does hit. Phew. Um, go ahead and roll the attack again because it is going to be a disadvantage. Okay. Twenty-five the second one. Yeah. Still a hit, so roll sneak attack. Okay. Get her. So 46 plus 4. Okay. Let's see it. And it's a 22 damage. And Diana takes it. She's not looking too happy about it. That did use your action and bonus action, so you're not able to hide right there. Oh, yeah, that's legit. And for the listeners, because I realize I never actually announced it. What she handed Armbar, wrapped in cloth fabric, was the rogue card that Armbar drew from the deck of many things. And all of you, as you are watching Diana, there is this sense that she is unusually 
uh, angry, aggressive, and filled with hatred towards all of you. And it seems like it's just happened. Is it because it took a soup? <laughs> We're all in the splash zone for Armbar's draw. Uh, Alright, so that was Rook's turn. Winterra, you're up. Okay, so I guess start of the turn, free action, this light. Light. Yeah. Yeah. So let's roll that damage, I guess. That's a con save for me, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a fail. Uh, 33. Okay. Damage. Diana takes all of it. Oddly, she seems to take less damage than you would expect. Almost 16. I mean, she is a gravekeeper. Yeah. So that's the start of your turn. Yeah, so Wintera, like, just is sobbing and this necrotic energy, like, goes towards Diana. She's just like, why are you doing this? She does not respond to Okay, and then is Brock still down? Oh yeah, okay. Brock is down. So the next thing Wintera does is she's going to bonus action, similar to how the baby bear appeared back in the library, uh, summon her spirit totem. And this time it's a wolf, so there's a spectral wolf that just kind of appears next to Brock. And so in general, what this is going to do is that you and your allies gain advantage on all ability checks made to protect creatures Aura. In addition, I cast a spell with a spell slot that restores hit points to anyone inside or outside the aura. Each creature of your choice in the aura also regains hit points equal to my druid level. So I'm going to go ahead and one, uh, let's see, which one is, where is Brock? Is he directly next to me? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, cool. Directly to your right. Sweet. Yeah, so, uh, one, I'm going to, the only healing spell I unfortunately have to craft is Healing Word, so I'm going to Healing Word Brock, like, hey, you can't go down, you're the one that does all the talking, I can't deal with this. And so she's going to do that, and that is, that's five points of healing for you, and then everyone that is an ally right now also gains seven healing. So I gain 12 total then? Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to back up. A decent amount. Okay. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wild magic is not doing as much this time as it did last time for you guys. I don't know, that, that one spell seemed to do an awful lot, actually. Yeah, that light spell is really good. Yeah. So, that brings us to Diana's turn. Uh, the start of her turn, you see her slam her staff into the ground. Uh, and the red in her eyes seems to, like, wrestle a little bit with the brown that's normally there. She says, I'm sorry it has to be this way. You were fools to come here looking for that key in my own grove. Uh, and watch as several of the trees begin to move. Oh, she knows Druid Grove. <laughs> oh, right next to the enemy. Um, Rook, the flowers beneath you begin to wrap around your legs. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Alright. 14 total. That is not enough. You are now restrained. Okay. As the purple and white flowers wrap around you and pull you to where you cannot move. Okay. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and things attacking you have advantage. Okay, but can I still use my bow? 
Yes, you can. Okay. At disadvantage, but you can. Right. Okay. Furthermore, Armbar and Rook, both of you are going to take three points of necrotic damage. Oh, three points of necrotic damage? Yes. Okay. Diana then, Armbar, you will get an attack of opportunity on her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let her have an Armbar. Yeah, let's go. What do I do? Roll one attack. Swing wildly. Just okay. do the first one, because I, I hit it a couple times. I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. I was about... Yeah, I was about to get real excited. I was like, oh, okay. I hit it a few times and it wasn't loading, so I was like, oh, I just hit it again. Oh, it's not working. Oh, I hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to do a lot of damage. Okay, so that's... That's 11 damage? No, that's all... The first roll would have been 10 damage, 8 plus 2. Yeah, okay. So Diana takes that and just kind of tanks it. So Diana steps backwards into this field of white and purple blooms. And she pulls the hood up on her cloak. And you watch as the cloak starts to shift in color, such that she blends in flawlessly with her surroundings. And she disappears from view into the field of flowers. So, we are back up to, I believe, yeah, armbar. Okay. Remember, you get advantage on any ability check you make to detect creatures in the spirit's aura if you are going to try that. However, since you and I both have disadvantage on our ability checks right now, it would just be normal. Could I use magic awareness to find out where she is? If she's, like, using some kind of magic to hide herself? Um, as an action, I can open my awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. Until the end of turn, you know the location of, oh, it's a spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind cover. Okay. I like it. So, in general, the entire grove is setting off your magic awareness. However, you do sense Diana's robe. So you and you alone know that she is right there. Okay. So like I can't, I can't then use my extra attack as another action. Well, you use your action to do that, right? Yeah. So is it like it's it's like an an action would have been like if I had attacked and then like I would have the ability to attack again. Like it's not a separate action. Yeah. No, it's all one action to do your two attacks. Oh, okay. So you use your action instead to find her. So you know she's right there. And. Based on that knowledge, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know to do anything different. So hmm. I probably would would like like dash into that space. Okay, I mean you have the movement to just get there. Sure, I'll I'll move toward that space. I, where she I think is. you meant the colloquial dash. Yeah, and like I guess I would probably dash this like next to her. I guess. Okay, the minute you step into the field of flowers, uh, I need you to make a dex save. Come on, boy. And you take 10 points of necrotic damage. Okay. So that's all my temporary. And I'm at 26. And, oh, oh, that's not right. <laughs> so I have I have advantage on dex saves because of danger sense. Yep. So I, I rolled a 20. So you're fine. You feel... It is still difficult terrain, so it takes twice as much movement to move, so you're only able to get that far. Okay. But you are not restrained as the flowers reach out to try and grapple you. Okay. And restrain you. 
Good job, Armbar. Yeah, let's do it. And that's as much as I got. Does she move away from me? No, it's not her turn. Oh. I just, you're the only one that's able to notice okay. her. And it's because of your magic awareness. Alright, so on a mission of count 20, it's time for the trees to do their actions. Okay, Rook, you are restrained, so these are at advantage. Understood. What the heck? So, the one that just moved up swings at you and hits you for 12. Um, I would like to try, if possible, as a reaction to use my uncanny dodge to have the damage. You absolutely can. I will do that. Okay. Take six for the damage. Okay. <sighs> okay, what's the next thing? Uh, well, the other tree that's right there is going to hit you. Also an advantage. Yep. I'm pretty sure I can only uh, do so that uncanny thing once, right? Yep, that's your reaction. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, another 15. Okay. As you go down, this tree takes that moment to move. It is now there. No. 20. This tree, not able to reach anybody, instead reaches a branch into its leaves, and you all hear a buzzing sound as it launches a bee's nest at Winterra. Come on! <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Terra, uh -huh. there is now a swarm of wasps around you. Yep. And they are going to attack you. Yep. That tracks. Does a seven hit you? No. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, a flipping swarm of bees. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that happens. Brock, you are up. Alright, Brock pulls out his guitar, and he says, Diana, you have made a grave mistake, and he casts Healing Word on Rook at second level. Nice. That is a four, and then I roll a second d4, right? Yes. That is a three, plus my spellcasting modifier is plus five, baby. Oh, so that shit. is So that is a grand total of twelve healing. Thank you! And then I strum my guitar and turn Rook invisible. <laughs> How are you able to do that? The DOS loop with my action. I use bonus action to heal her, and then I cast invisibility with the DOS loop. That's right, because you did just get that, so yes. Yes, I did, baby. Bro, you are invisible. You're still restrained. Uh, yeah. Like, but you're invisible. She didn't stop being restrained when she went down? I mean, the flowers are still holding her. Right. But I can't be seen. I, I, don't know, I assume video game logic like a fool. <laughs> yeah, like I uh, blinked a couple times. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just took two tree branches to the face and you're just like, <laughs> I blacked out for a second. Wow. <laughs> okay. And where that tree is, if I move, I get an attack opportunity on your right? Ah, uh, that's correct. Well, I guess Brox is going to turtle up. Okay. Rook, you're up. Okay. Sort of. You're, yeah. You're, you're conscious. I'm conscious. Can I hack at these flowers to get free? Absolutely. I am going to do this with my rapier. Okay. So you're invisible, which gives you advantage. You're restrained, which gives you disadvantage. So it's just Normal. a control. Sick. I got 25. Okay. That is a hit. That is not sneak attack, though. Okay. So I roll just regular. Yes. Okay. Come on, you dumb flowers. You're invisible. <laughs> it's not a sneak attack. Do what now? 
It's, she's invisible, it doesn't count as sneak attack. Well, they're also holding on to her. I so, kinda so get it. The, the, like... way it's, the way it's written is, if your ally is adjacent, or if you have advantage for any reason, you get sneak attack. And like, think about it, the flower's holding me, how sneaky am I gonna be? Right? Okay. So, you hack away at some of the flowers. They're still holding on to you. Okay. But there are less flowers than there were before. Uh, uh, because mm. you started your turn in the flowers, uh, you do take one point of necrotic damage. Okay. Oh, could be worse. Um. On a d12? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. I'm get, uh, can I hack at him again? Not with... Well... So not with your rapier. If you have an offhand attack... Yeah, yo, I got you. Yeah, I can't, like, just punch at the floor. At least he has a dagger. Yeah, do you have a dagger? I do! I was gonna say, rogues are born with daggers. I forget <laughs> that I have them! I completely forget that I have them! Oh, yes, I have a dagger. I want to pull out one of my... I have three daggers. <laughs> For some reason. This is a disadvantage because you're no longer invisible after you attack. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> well, the good news is, you're wild magic. Well... This is... Yeah. That nat 1. Now we have 11 plus... Uh, 97. That reminds me, Kenny, that I trigger wild magic off either of my spells. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, damn. So, first one is not... Uh, invisibility does so. Roll you roll wild magic and we'll apply that at this point moving forward. Just because makes sense. I forgot. So. All right, I rolled a fifty-two. Okay, and then Rook, you rolled eleven and ninety-seven. And I also rolled for wild magic sorcerer and got that one, which means the wild magic sorcerer oh. also triggers. Oh my okay. goodness! Are you serious? What a wild episode! <laughs> That's a nine. So, wild magic sorcerer nine. I cast magic missile at fifth level on the tree attack of fifth. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage, and then, Rook, a full deck of tarot cards spills out of your sleeves and lands neatly in a perfectly, like, shuffled stack. Okay, could be worse. Yeah, well, the other one was super good, so... What? <laughs> you rolled a disadvantage, I can't give you the awesome option. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Brock, what was your wild magic? Uh, the wild magic from the wild ma oh the rule for that was fifty two for the one for you. Okay. All right. So, starting now, all of your uh, spells require an action and a bonus action to cast. Oh. All right. Whoa. Well, six, seven, eight, six, seven, eight, and then three is eleven plus four, five is sixteen plus I have that's four out of eight rolls. Plus four, plus two, so that is twenty-two. Plus four is twenty-six. Plus four is tw is thirty damage to the tree. Give me that number again, I'm sorry. Thirty damage to the tree from all my magic missiles. Eight magic missiles together did thirty damage. Okay, the tree's looking kind of bad, actually, as wood just splinters off in all different directions. And then let me roll my wild magic source roll for my other spell. It was not a 20 or a 1, but I rolled it. Cool. So that was Rook's turn, that was Brock's turn. When Terra, you are up. 
So the first thing Ventura's gonna do is she's also going to throw on her hood, of one of her hoods of the cloak that she is wearing, which you are now noticing has three hoods. And so she is throwing up her uh, mantle of the Displacer Beast hood, which gives her, or sorry, the mantle of the Periton hood, which gives her double movement speed and does not promote provoke opportunity attacks. Oh. So that's happening. <laughs> and then she's- Just real quick. Yes. Don't forget, you do have a blank that you get to use. Oh. Yeah, that, and that's gonna happen. I think I have to target one specific creature, so the tree. Okay. Because it's currently the big scary thing in front of her, and wasps are annoying, but she's not as scared of them since her dad is a beekeeper. I'm sorry, your dad's a bee? Beekeeper. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Yes, her dad is a bee. You went terror pop, y'all. Imagine when she's killing the word rock, by the way. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm done being the accountant for now. <laughs> now, white, you cast it targeting a plant, does max damage. Oh! Sweet. So. 64? Even if the tree passes, it's still dead. Whoa. Cool. Good job. Wow. These aren't nice trees. I don't like anything about this. You guys said that she would be fine because she's a druid. This is not fine. Well, the, she, the deck of many things apparently compelled her to be mean to us based on what happened, so I don't think it's her fault. is just so confused, but anyway, she throws up her hood, and then she's going to run over to where Brock is, now that she has her regular movement speed back, and she's like, how do you feel about flying? Down for it. Okay, and then she takes out a small orb and throws it at the ground underneath both of them, and she's going to summon Zal, which is her Quetzalcoatlus from her pocket monster sphere. Okay. That thing is so cool! I need me one of those! And that's a 15 by 15 foot, because it's a huge monster, so they both can definitely get on it. Um, and so, Zal's gonna just be underneath them. She's gonna tell Zal to, please get us up and out of here! <laughs> okay. When does your Quetzalcoatlus go? We usually just have him go right after me. Okay. Cool. How far does he take you? They have a flying speed, I believe, of 80, but let me just double-check that really quick. Sure. 80, yeah. So they can fly up to 80 feet um, in the air, but I think we'll go 60 for now. Okay. Unless Brock interjects at any point, like, no! <laughs> no, Brock's fine. But Brock's like, I can show you the world. <laughs> 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 Zell, we're in a new place with new people. This one's okay. Please help us. <laughs> All right. So just kind of paint where you would like to injure. Are you trying to go just vertically up? Yeah, vertically up. About where the, the currently dead tree, like to the left of where the dead tree is. So like right here. So right about yeah, there. Yeah, right there. Just high in the sky. Okay. We can talk as free action, right? Oh, yeah. Brock just shouts out to the ether, Diana, this isn't you, it's the magic from the deck of many things, you need to fight it. Okay. So Diana looks up at you, and her eyes flash red again. Um, you don't see her, because she is blended perfectly with the flowers. How high up are you, Lintera, right now? I think I said we're about 60 feet. Okay. Yeah, that would, that would probably track up 20 over 60. Yeah, over, up 20, over 20, up 60. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... 
I need your Quetzal called Horus. How the hell do you say that? That's why I just call him Zal. <laughs> okay. I need him to make a con save. Okay. He's not terrible at those. Does a Quetzalcoatlus... Does my Quetzalcoatlus do wild magic on a nat 20? I'm going to say yeah, because it's yours. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that applies to other stuff we've done in the past. So. <laughs> okay, well that was a, the 21 total. Right. So that passes. It. Let's see what happens. It's like... Thirty-six and eighty-three. <laughs> These are both bad, unfortunately. Which one would you like? The first one. So thirty-six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Purple spores spew from you, basically. Everyone around you takes five necrotic damage from those spores. So Brock and the critter take five damage. And his past, instead of taking 48 necrotic damage, we'll take 24. Hey, Brock, do you know anything that will help us if we're about to plummet to the ground? Yes, actually, my guitar lets me be able to fly, so I can magically make us fly. Because we're about to plummet to the ground, and then help poops away. Alright, so fly takes an action. For you, it takes an action and a bonus action, which you did not have ready. So you said you were 60 feet up, right? <laughs> yep, we are! Okay, that is 66 of fall damage. Looking forward. Brock, I'm so sorry! <laughs> Brock's down. Okay, Latera, you take 19 points. I think I'm down too, hold on. Oh my gosh. You were doing such a cool thing. Yeah. There was an attempt. There was an attempt. There was, exactly. Yeah, I'm down too. Okay, so Brock and Winterra are down, which unfortunately is the healers of the crew. <laughs> Damn it. So that was Diana's action. Oh wait, I have something I can do. What's up? On our fall down, if you, if you let me do it, it's an item interact. Okay. I summon the deck of many things. <laughs> what could possibly make this worse? And we're in a time <laughs> I want to draw from the deck mid freefall to try and influence this fight. Oh, okay, give me a second. Hang on. Damn. This is what you get for dropping me from the sky. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm the one that dropped you from the sky, so I'm sorry, but. Alright, so Brock, you pull the Uriel card, which gives you minus two on all saving throws. Just indefinitely, right? Just indefinitely. Alright. Brock's dead. Well, unconscious. That minus two does include death saving throws. Oh no! I'm just wow. So you have that penalty. I am sorry. It's all right. Armbar. Yeah. You're able to see Diana, so you're watching this happen. You see Diana take her staff and uh, cast some kind of low-level ability on it, and her staff begins to glow the same way her robe is glowing. And you get another attack of opportunity as she moves away from you. Alright. Also of note, Deck of Many Things is now scattered all over the ground because uh. Brock summoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It doesn't disappear when I'm done drawing them? Actually, yeah, it would. So it scatters and then poops. I got a 13. That does miss, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. Alright. Well, that brings us back. 
top of the round is you, Armbar. I will. Diana is now there. Can I still see her? Like yes. the robe? I would like to try to pull the robe off of her. Okay. Gotta get to her first. The flowers are still grasping at you. Alright. Well, actually, first, at the start of your turn, because you started with the flowers, you take two necrotic damage. Alright. I'm gonna move towards her to uh, try to take off her robe. Okay. As scandalous as that sounds. Alright, so I'll say go ahead and roll athletics one. Athletics. 22. Sure. With that, I'll say no problem forcing your way into this square. That's just to get there? (laughs) (laughs) So, you have 15 feet of movement right now because of the wild magic. Okay. So, that was to see if the flowers slowed you down and kept you from getting there or not, and they did not. Understood. Alright. So, you're now right next to Diana. I'm going to make this a grapple check, so roll athletics. See if you can get a hold of her. No! 14! Well, that beats her 8. Try and wriggle free. So I will say that, sure, you managed to pull away her cloak. She's still, like, clothed. She just doesn't have her magic item concealing her inside the flowers. And then you pull it away, the, the cloak fades back to its normal green color. Whereas it had altered its color scheme to, like, camouflage perfectly. That's what Armbar had a feeling it was going to be, was it was concealing her her movement. Yeah, it was basically active camouflage. So that was that was the action. So that's all I can really yeah, do. Yeah, that is your action. So, on initiative count twenty, Rook, are you up right now? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll that, see now. <laughs> that that tree has one target right now. Yeah. All right. So you are still restrained because I'm fourteen hits you. Okay, that tree misses you. The other tree is going to try to hit you. Does a 20 hit you? Yes, a 20 hits. For 9 blood. Okay, I'm barely alive. The tw- they had advantage? Yes. Because she's restrained uh. stuff. Yeah, I'm in the flowers. So the wasp swarm is now attacking Armbar. What? Armbar does a 17 hit you. Yeah. Take 9 piercing. Which should be four because you're raging. Right. Okay. That is all of Druid Grove actions. Okay. So after that, uh, yeah, Brock, you're up. All right. That okay. save with a minus two. That is eight minus two is six. Okay. So you have one failed death save. And Brock, you're up. Okay. Jeez. What am I gonna do? Smash. First, I'm gonna try and take one shot at Diana. Okay. That's my first thing. It is a disadvantage. So roll again. 20. Nice. That hits. And you do get sneak attack. Let's go! Yeah! <laughs> okay. Do an oh yeah! Six plus four. Oh yeah! <laughs> 15 total. <laughs> Let's go! That's wrong, isn't it? Wait, is it? Oh wait, yeah, what the fuck did I just do? Sorry about that. That's 46, not 44. Yeah. That's a pretty good roll for 4d4. Yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, 18, yes. <laughs> so that's that. 18. Okay, Diana's looking kind of hurt a little bit. Okay. The next thing I want 
to do is use a dagger to try and cut away again at these flowers. Okay. Disadvantage. Nine. Nine's not gonna. Yeah. And I think that's all I can do. Okay. Uh, and then Nope. It was a seven. Seven? Yep. Great. Would you like to cast Blight? Oh, if I can, yeah. Pick a target. Diana's standing right over us, right? Yeah, Diana's right there. Yeah! Okay. So, roll your damage. Sweet! I didn't know it would still apply. Diana fails. Ooh. 46. So, 23. 46? Okay. Diana looks like she is on her last one. Winter is like whispering like through tears and breathing heavily after dropping 60 feet. Druids are supposed to look after each other. What are you even doing? What persuasion check? It's only a 14. You said 14? Yeah. Okay. Seems like hearing from you in particular, there's a bit of a flicker in her eye, but that's not enough to get to her. Sorry. It is Diana's turn. On her turn. All of you that are within a certain radius of her take damage. Armbar, you take 11 necrotic damage. Just from being near. That's an auto death save for me and Brock, right? Yeah. Brock and Winterra, you both take a death penalty. Yeah. You see her reach out her arm and, and pluck something from the flowers. Armbar, what you see, is a tiny little butterfly. Watch as Diana casts a spell on her. Don't do it! No! I know what's happening. Oh boy. If you watch, as the butterfly grows very large as she casts giant insect on it and then hands it a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. The butterfly is back. <laughs> the knife, knife butterfly is back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Wait, so this butterfly. Yep. Do I know it? <laughs> yeah, it's the butterfly. The butterfly, because you are looking really hard at it, has gained your sneak attack feature. Gained your gained sneak your attack sneak feature. feature. Has gained your sneak attack feature. God damn. <laughs> the one that you wild magic gave your sneak attack to. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, oh my god. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> so, so an 18 on the die plus I don't even know what a butterfly's attack modifier <laughs> is. But it's going to be Rook, what is your sneak attack damage? Four Oh, sneak attack damage? Yeah, just the sneak attack. Is it 3d6 right now? Yeah, 3d6. Okay. It was 2d6 at the time the wild magic occurred, though. Unless it just shares her sneak attack feature permanently. That's actually true, yeah. Alright, so I'll do 2d6, then Butterfly does no damage on its own. So, Armbar, you take 8 reduced to 4 piercing damage as the Butterfly pokes you with the dagger. Yeah, <laughs> uh, give me a good tickle. <laughs> Alright. That is the end of Diana's turn. That was the end of uh, Diana's turn? <laughs> yes. Yeah. God. Druid turns. They take forever. I'm like, I'm so ready for my turn. Let's go. <laughs> All right. 
arm bar. Oh, I am up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you start your you start your turn in the flowers. So take another four necrotic damage. Okay. How are you I'm doing? at one HP. Okay, that's enough. You're not down, so you have your turn. All right, we're taking a fucking swing at Diana. You gave me soup. What'd I get? <laughs> Twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Bring your axe down. Would you like to describe how you killed Diana? Oh my god. Oh. Um, the axe comes down and splits. It, it, it comes down and splits right between the eyes. And it just like, I wrench it back out and it snaps off her head. And I, okay. and I, and I thrust up the, the axe in victory. As Diana passes away, trees deanimate and the butterfly shrinks back down to size. Additionally, you notice, as your axe connected, the rogue card appeared between Diana's head and your axe, and you cleaved through the rogue card, splitting it right down the middle. Good. The wasps even, I will say, go away. The flowers are no longer grasping at you, Rook. Can I say something too? For a second, just a moment, everything is quiet. Can I say that again, Armbar? Oh, I was gonna say, I didn't hear after a while, you cut out, so I was like, can I say something, too, before you move on? Yeah, go ahead. You should have made enough soup for everyone. Armbar is such a simple soul. <laughs> I need Rock and Winterra both to give me another death save before we move on. Winterra's dead. That is a two minus two is zero. Brock is dead. That was Winterra. Yep. Oh, shit. I was going to say, is there anything, legit, literally anything I could do to help? Well, they would make their save before your turn. Can I invoke um, my Tides of Chaos? I'll allow it. Eight minus two, still dead. Oh my god. Well, I guess we're going on without Brock. Lintera. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm sorry? I said I'm dead. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> you monster! <laughs> Kenny, you're a monster. I am. The entire goal is to see how many times I can die because Jordan can't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much more sense now. <laughs> so, Rook, it is your turn. We are not out of combat order yet. We're not out of combat? Just hold tight. Oh my god. Uh, Rook is in a lot of pain. She is bruised. She is... She looks exhausted. She looks the worst she's ever looked. Her hair is a flippin' mess. Um, she hobbles over to Diana's Tracer dead blood. body and looks through her shit without any respect. <laughs> looks through her shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you said it. Just looks through her shit. <laughs> so... I'll say go ahead and roll an investigation. Okay. I got a 22 total. Okay. So you are rifling through her pockets just with a remarkable amount of speed. Let me pull up Diana's sheet and tell you what you find. You find several vials of poison. Uh, there are a few that are empty. You find... Well, Armbar, actually, you would have her, her robe, which is a magic item. Uh, there is her staff, which is magical. She has a poisoner's kit and an herbalism kit. She has a couple of potions of healing and a single scroll with a spell you're not familiar with. Additionally, uh, she has about 50 gold on her and a pouch full of components. 
didn't seem like she came prepared for battle today. Yeah, she doesn't seem like a very violent person. Yeah. Other than the poison. You you do not find the key. Yeah, it's not on her person. So, on Diana's turn. No. Roll watch as an ethereal, ghostly figure appears above her. The same one that Rook and Brock and Armbar saw that one day in the graveyard. It is the ghost of her husband. And he looks pissed the hell off. His mouth opens extremely wide, like jaw unhinged kind of wide, as he screams at you all, and then vanishes. What does he scream? No, it's just a scream. Oh, okay, okay. You know, the way humans roar. Yeah. (laughs) And then from her husband's grave, you see a hand punch through the soil as the corpse, fully clad in shining mithril plate mail armor, with a massive great sword, digs its way out (laughs) of the grave. It is rotting and decomposing, but still wearing the equipment that would go along with a knight in service to the open morgue. And dangling around the corpse's neck is an iron key. Oh, dear. Son of a gun. The corpse is going to get to right here. That is 30 feet that he moved. Alright, Rook and Armbar, you are both up. You see the key. It is right there. It is on a string around this undead creature's neck. Armbar, you would be up first. Alright, I'm gonna... I'm gonna yell to... I'm gonna say to Rook... I ain't ready to give up yet, but we need to get into cover. We're not in a position to fight this monster. Let's go to the house. And I'm going to start running to the house, and I'm going to go inside the house. Okay. Okay. So if you take a full, like you use your action to dash, you can just get to here. No. All right. That's fine. Okay. So I'm, I'm, am I at the house, or? Yeah. You've, like, reached the front door. Can I, can I... But because you are exhausted... Oh, because I'm exhausted, that's right, because of the wild magic. Yeah. Can I at least, like, check the door? The door is unlocked. I'll even say you open the door, because you're at the door. It opens in. Do I see what's inside? You notice an alchemist table in there. Okay. That is the big draw of your attention, but just, just looking in from the door, that's all you really see that's of note. There's sparse furniture, looks like very humble dwellings, a druid's house. You know, mm-hmm. Rook, we're up. I'm going to follow Armbar. I completely agree. I have so few hit points left. I'm almost dead. I'm going to make a run for it. Okay. You're able to make it into the house. You have your full movement, so that's not a problem for you. Okay. Okay. I feel bad pushing Armbar out of the way to get <laughs> in the house, but I'm in the house. I'll say because you're able to, like, use your action and bonus action to dash, you're able to pull Armbar inside. Oh, nice. Okay, good. So... Uh, you guys are barricaded inside the house. Are you closing the door or leaving it open? Uh, I'm closing the door. Okay. Everyone knows the zombie's greatest weakness is a closed door. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you have a turn to choose something to do before the revenant reaches. I'm gonna... Oh my god. We're gonna throw the alchemy table up against the door and barricade it even further so it's reinforced. Okay. Does the alchemy table have anything on it, like acidy, that I can throw in its face? It has some vials of alchemist's fire, some vials of acid, okay, some okay. vials of poison, okay, and a couple more healing potions. Oh. Okay. Okay, we got something. I'm assuming you don't just 
tip it over in front of the door now. <laughs> it should take a minute to grab some of these. Yeah, for sure. I want to grab one of those acid thing, and I want to uh, take... I'm going to down a healing potion. Me too. Okay. Roll 44 plus 8. I got 20. So, armbar, you got... No, no. You got 18 armbar, because it's it's 44 just oh, plus, plus 8. Oh, plus 8. So it's 18. Yeah. Okay. So, Rook, you heal for 20. Armbar, you heal for 18. Okay, this is better. I'm at 19. All right. So are you, you're barricading the door? We're barricading the door. Yes. Okay. The Revenant reaches the door as Diana's husband seeks revenge for her death. What you gonna do about a wimp? You see it make an attack with its great sword carving through the door. It's gonna be plus seven. All right. What an appropriately Halloween episode, getting attacked by a zombie from inside of a house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the Dawn of the Dead stuff going on right now. Okay, so the first attack just shatters the door. The Revenant makes its way inside and up to, I guess, both of you. What? It is, it is going to attack you, Armor. What? It, it, it made it past the table? It's, I mean, it crashed through the door. Listen, it is, it's gotta hit the, okay, it's gotta right, hit the right. door. Also, it attacks the table. Right. It, it hits the table. <laughs> it completely the table is now just oh splinters <laughs> right. but now it can't hit armbar right yeah so it is now in melee with both of you again this is like it is decked out in the best equipment oh you've ever seen okay get the key, get the, key. <laughs> the ghost of Winterra whispers on the wind <laughs> <laughs> what now so the ghost of Winterra whispers on the wind get the key <laughs> right so, Armbar, you're up. I want to say to to Rook, I'll hold him down, and you grab the key. Gotcha. And you escape out of here. No matter what happens to me, you get out of here. A nod. So I'm going to try to, like, uh, restrain the zombie. All right, roll athletics as you try to grapple it. Please be the one time you roll well on athletics. <laughs> Woo! 119? Yeah, let's go! You just beat out the zombie's powerful uh, strength as it tries to wrestle you, but you are, you're rolling fucking armbar. <laughs> Wrestling yes. is a special thing. Lose your yeah. chance! You have the Revenant grappled. That is your action. Rook, would you like to grab the key? Yes. Wait a minute. Uh, you said it was on a string around his neck? Yeah, it is on a string hanging okay. from his neck. I'm yanking that flipping key off his neck. Okay. The string is not difficult to break. It is okay. a string. Okay. Nice. Uh, it snaps. It is weathered and threadbare from age and being in the ground where water and time, it just snaps. You're holding this key, and you just, as you look at it, it is just an iron key. But fading in and out on just all over the key are glyphs that seem to appear and then vanish and then vanish somewhere else. As you grab the key, all of you snap awake and fall about ten feet, full health as though you just finished a long rest, onto a spongy surface. You bounce a little bit as you fall. I was just dead. Yeah, I I went down twice. That was awful. Just awful. We all do? Yeah. So you are all brought back to the howling plains of Pandemonium, the exact same place where you started this whole ordeal. Okay. 
Rook is like stunned and still staring at the key in her hand. Like she can't believe that she that we actually did this. As a point of order, you do also feel the book in your back pocket. Armbar is like still like he like is still trying to clutch something that isn't there and is just like, where the hell did this thing go? <laughs> Kenny, I have a question for you in general. As it's the effects of a long rest, does that also apply for prepared spells or no? You guys are all back at maximum for everything. Sick. And if you want, yeah, if you want to change out your spells, you can, okay. if that's what you're asking. Gotcha. So how far, far, how far away are we from Winterra and Brock? Everybody is just, you're a two by two square. You're all right there together. I'm going to look around and see Brock and I'll be like, oh, boss! You're alive! Oh, and I'm gonna give him a big ol' big ol' armbar hug. Thanks, champ. Yeah, glad to see you're alive too. I thought you were a goner. Gonna see the stars in the sky. Aw, you guys are such a cute couple. I ship it. That's enough dying for me today. Wait, we're back in this weird place. You guys got the key? Yeah, and I show Winterra the key. It's just like Diana said. Where was it? It was around a corpse's neck. That's fitting, but upsetting. Yeah. I didn't think we were gonna make it. Rook, can I have the key? Yeah, Brock, you take it. Brock takes the key and he slicks his hair back. Are we ready? Are we ready to end this? As ready as I'll ever be. I want to go home, and I'm sure you all want your friend back. I need a cup of coffee. You people and your coffee. It's not even that good. It's just gross, bitter bean water. But you gotta hit the cream, cause the cream always rises to the top. If you think about it, it's really juice. When Tara looks horrified at the the mention that coffee is juice, she's like, "That is the grossest thought ever, but it's also not wrong." To each their own. But you're missing out. The French roast. No, no, no. There's one thing Anvar always waxes philosophical about: it's coffee. <laughs> He really cares. He's passionate. It's the best part of waking up. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, Brock agrees with Winterra. Tea's better. Tea is so much better. I just want to remind everybody. I know. Who survived that encounter? As I'm like n- nudging Rook with my elbow. We did. <laughs> yeah, you guys did good. Yeah, Ombar, good job holding that big guy down. Well, if it wasn't for you getting the key, open the door and getting the key... We wouldn't be here. So thank you very much, Rook. Rook nods. You're the star. You all work really well together. Yeah, I really like that ball you have that summoned the dinosaur. That's really cool. Thank you. It was made for me by, I think you call them co-workers? Someone else I work with. I suppose you have like a spare, do you? No, they only made one. Oh, well. It's worth a shot. Well, let's get you back. I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. And as you look down that same hill, you see Ginny making her way very carefully back up the side of the hill. Hello! Welcome back! You have the key? I'm too old for this. Yes, we have the key. Ginny makes her way the rest of the way up the hill. She's like, alright, so are you ready to go and deliver the key and finish your quest? We certainly are. Right. Alright, everybody grab my hand. She reaches out her hand. When Tara eagerly grabs her hand and is no questions asked, just like, yep, nope, let's go. Yeah, Brock's like, you know what? Everyone else is double double crossing us. What's the worst case scenario here? She double crosses us and just puts his hand in there. Only hold hands with Brock. 
You can grab his hand, that's fine, that's fine. Okay. I trust my boss. We can daisy chain it, just grab someone's hand. Daisies. The last thing Brock wants to think about is flowers. <laughs> what? Rook <laughs> does think she's too cool for this, but she does it. Okay. And the minute you all link up, Ginny casts Dimension Door and you are all inside that same throne room. And Sirik is sitting there and he immediately leans forward and he's like, Oh, good! You're back. You've got it. I'm so proud of you. I knew you could do it within a day. I had the utmost faith in you. You didn't exactly give us a choice. I didn't. I apologize. From the bottom of my heart, pinky promise won't happen again to you. One, no, it, it, it better better not ever happen again. Two, you apologize a lot for someone that definitely does not seem sorry. I am offended. I can't. I am astounded at the accusation that is implied by that statement. Hey, at least no one died, okay? I would beg to differ, on some level. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I died twice. Oh, death is only temporary. Anyway, by the way, welcome back. I am curious, what happens when you die? I wasn't dead long enough to find out. It was quiet. Well, that's, that's disappointing. Wouldn't know it's ever happened to me. You are rather tough. I like you a lot. You would go well pretty much anywhere you go, I think. Anyway, I'm enjoying our little chat. You're so much fun to be around. You're welcome here anytime, but can I have my key? I have some conditions first. A few quid pro quos, if you will. Go on. For starters, I drew from the deck of many things in a desperate attempt to get this key, and it cursed me. I get the impression a god could reverse the curse. Could you be so kind? All right. He snaps his finger. The effect of the Uriel card is gone. Nice. And then Brock walks up to a student to Sirik and holds out the key and there's a glint in his eyes as here you go, Master Sirik. And there's something about the tone of his voice that sounds off. Oh. Sirik reaches out, takes the key. Oh, dip de doodle doo. I'm forever in your service, my lord. <laughs> God damn it. Armbar. Armbar. What? <laughs> you need to hit Brock in the back of the head. <laughs> Who are you thinking, you oaf? And I smack him on the, on the back of the head. Okay. So, go ahead, roll an attack. I'll just say roll an attack. As you say that, Sirik just kind of takes the key and looks at you and he's like, Oh, we're doing that, are we? We don't, we don't do that here. Nor, I don't have followers. I have tricksters. Go make, go make a chaos. There's major collusion going on in this right now, and I am deeply upset. So... I have been informed of absolutely nothing in any of this except that. No, you're a liar. Because <laughs> I talked to Paul earlier, and he said that you talked to you, and now you guys are colluding together. You knew about the book plan. <laughs> I love all of this so much. I don't think you can understand. This is collusion. This is so good. Oh my god. Paul talked me up about this earlier, and now there's even more collusion. <laughs> oh, well, that's so good. What do I have to roll, DM, sir? <laughs> do I have to roll for something? Roll an attack. Okay. Well, what do I what do I do for that? Because I'm not sure. Just just roll an attack. Just roll a d20 and add your oh, strength. Okay. We got a six, and then it's thirteen. Does a thirteen hit you, Brock? That's here. At this point in time, it is a tie. So meets beats. So. For the cinematic sake of it, Brock, would you like to be knocked unconscious by this hit? No. As a matter of fact, when Armbar charges him, Armbar heals a telepathic thing saying, no, don't do that. 
I've already done it. All right, so basically, Brock, you get Gibbs slapped really good, okay? Yep. You don't get knocked unconscious because, Armbar, you don't quite hit that sweet spot that knocks people out. You do hear him in your head telling you not to. As you goes, this is actually kind of delight. I am enjoying this show a lot. Would you guys like to stay? Uh, I could be more service to you in the, the planetarial plane, don't you think, my lord? Oh, you've got to stop with all that. It's not my lord. It's it's Sirik. My name is Sirik. I am the god of trickery. I don't do that lord stuff. I'm not the lord of anything. I mean, I have a throne, I know, but I'm not the lord. Never mind. It's Sirik. Anyway, thank you for the key, and he kind of grabs the lock, and he's going to put the key in the lock. And that's when Brock says, Okay, now! And casts heat metal on the key so it burns with Sirik's hand. Rook takes the book out of her pocket and just opens the shit out of it. Okay. <laughs> and when Terrible cast heat metal on the chains. Okay. And then, Armbar, what are you doing? Just standing there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Armbar, you were told you're part of this plan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think there I There is no up. part in this plan for Armbar. He's just to stand there and let it happen. <laughs> you're supposed to swing your axe at his neck. No, he wasn't. That was literally yes. what Brock said, is he can't be a gun, he can't live without a head. I didn't hear that. <laughs> At the start of the Everyone episode. Else. Oh my god. It's fine, you do you. So, a few things happen. So as you do, as you cast heat metal, Sirius like, what's, oh, oh, ah, oh, it burns, it burns, it burns. He's doing that like kind of half juggle thing, where like he's got the lock in one hand and the key in the other, and he's kind of juggling them real quick. And then he looks up, as they both kind of fall to the ground, as the glyph inside of the book is now glowing and a portal opens and out steps a very familiar solar. Sirik points at the solar and goes, What are you doing here? And the solar looks around and immediately gets his bearings and points at Sirik and says, You! Sirik, <laughs> you have one of the keys. It is my solemn duty to stop you. I will strike you down! And he grabs his flaming sword and it ignites and the solar lunges forward towards Sirik. You see the blade come down as Sirik claps his hands. And then as you watch, the solar disappears. Great. And then, no, hang on, we're not done. And then, like a hot, like a split second later, you see the solar step through the portal. Go, you, Sirik, <laughs> you have gained one of the keys. It is my sworn duty to stop you. I will strike you down. He draws his flaming blade and charges forward. And the blade comes down, disappears. And a half second, like a second later, you see him step through the portal, and the cycle just keeps going over and over, and Sirik just sort of stops. He's not holding the chains. Like, the chains are burning against him, but he's a god, right? And he's looking at this solar just over and over again in this loop, trying to bring his sword down on top of him, and he goes, I'm going to have to deal with that at some point. That's really inconvenient. Why did you do that? Why did you bring him here? I haven't done anything to any of you. I have been a gracious host. I've been nothing but kind. I let you have all the fun in the world. You got to die, and it was fine. When Tara's growling and she shifts, and so suddenly she goes from being five foot four to being almost seven feet tall and very angry, literal, like almost bear woman. Her teeth look longer, and she looks like as feral as a person possibly could. What? Okay. Send me home. Oh yeah, that was the deal. Sirik, Sirik, buddy. You're the guy of tricksters. If you had an opportunity to try and double-cross the greatest double-crosser in history, wouldn't you do it? I'm the greatest double-crosser in history. Exactly. So if you had an opportunity to double-cross you, wouldn't you do it? I can't double-cross myself. That's a silly question. 
<laughs> no. So what you're saying is, you're not even a good enough double crosser that you could double cross yourself. That is the ultimate god paradox. Listen, roll, buddy. I feel like you don't understand. Oh no, it's Brock. I was messing with you. Brock, buddy. I really feel like you don't understand how logic works. Listen, I can't trick myself. It's not. It's not a double cross. If you trick yourself, it's just like bad role playing. That's not how it works. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to take my club and smash his foot. <laughs> okay, roll an attack. <laughs> 18. He is technically restrained right now, so that's a 21. Okay, 21. That that would hit. Does that, does that kind of like distract him enough so that the solar can swing at his neck? So, you bonk his toe really good, right? I bonked his toe. There's, no! Ow! What the hell? And he snaps, and you're like, you're back at the back of the room. Like, he just snaps you back there. It's like, don't do that again. Listen, I feel like we're getting off track. I asked you to do something. You did it. We can all go our happy separate ways, and I can deal with the solar that you have so impolitely brought into my throne room. And, like, as he finishes that, the solar is just now stepping out of the portal again. You know, like, just <laughs> over and over again. He's having to shout because the solar is being very obnoxious, saying that same line over and over again. Alright, I will send you all back from whence you came. Are you ready? And you're going to go to the plane of order and bother them, right? Well, yeah, once I get free. You said you'd make a pact with me about that. Okay, it's made. It's done. Fantastic. Isn't there, like, a paper to sign or something? Oh, that's a hell's thing. We're not in hell. We're in pandemonium. It's chaos here. All right. Thank you all so much for your service. Jenny, one last point of order. Go ahead and sell them your Beholder Tear potions. And Jenny kind of makes her way over to you and Taryn, produces a single vial of clear liquid. Says, well, I've only got one right now, but I'll make some more. When Tara kind of nods at her in a thanking manner and takes it, uh, as she's a bear. so mad. You literally, <laughs> yeah. You you literally. She's so mad. She can't speak right now. <laughs> she's like she's like. Okay. Well, I'm not bound by any restrictions. I can come and go as I please. I'll tell you what. Brock, Armbar, Rook, and Epi. Whenever Epi gets back, if you ever need me, or if you ever need to buy some of my potions, just tell Felix. Brock sighs. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? Yeah, right. Felix is everywhere. He's great. He's my favorite. The best fits I know. I'm beginning to really not like cats. Cats seem to get into all kinds of trouble, and they're related with so much trouble. Ugh. Alright. Wait, Brock goes, wait a second. Open the books. We never checked to see if there was a glyph in the bugbear book like we thought. Do I still- Currently, if you- well, no, you shifted. How does that work with your equipment? Does it phase into the shift? No, no, she's not like shifted like a wild shape. It's her- her- she is a shifter, a long-tooth shifter. Oh, so oh, she oh. is in her long-tooth shifted form. Gotcha. So you just look scary as shit. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. It grows like a foot taller, but the clothes still Technically fit. two. <laughs> so as you look through little Johnny Bugbear and through ABCs for Barbarians, no glyphs. Darn. So it's like, all right, well, as fun as this has been, I'm really tired of hearing this solar over and over again. All right. Good luck, everybody. Ta-ta. And he claps again. And you all are returned to where you would have normally started the start of this day. When Tara, you're back at damned HQ, in your own bed, like nothing had happened, except that you have an anti-magic potion and little Johnny Bugbear. Yes! <laughs> Brock, 
Armbar and Rook. You're all back at wherever you went to sleep the night before the or the night after the Bardolph. Everything is just as it was. The Uriel card has still been drawn and dealt with. Uh, Armbar, you notice on your pillow next to your head when you wake up are the two halves of the Rogue card. It has been split and dealt with. And as you all wake up and start to stretch a little bit, you hear in all of your heads, Wait! The key looped back too! No! <laughs> wow. Oh, that's great. And that's where we'll end our episode. Woo! Yeah! That was awesome. We did it. It turns out he could trick himself. <laughs> You're right. He absolutely did. Oh, yeah? <laughs> when the time loop reset for the final time, the key reappeared where it belonged. Yeah. He never got the key. Well, he didn't. You guys stopped him from unlocking the lock. He dropped the key and then looped you back before he unlocked his lock. Ah, so we tricked him. You did. did. That's awesome. Yeah, baby! The, the power of distraction. <laughs> if there's one thing the Bard Rock Cafe crew is good at, it's just being very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> we even do it to ourselves. So you didn't win, but he didn't win either. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think by definition, him not winning means we won because we got to all go home and he's not free. I think that's true. So, you managed to trick the god of trickery. You can check that off your D&D bingo. Well done, everybody. Also, if anyone wants to help me write little Johnny Bugbear so I can torture Jordan with Johnny Bravo Bugbear, please send me your ideas. (laughs) I will try to have something for you for that. I I wasn't planning out, like, writing little Johnny Bugbear because I made it up on the spot, but I can absolutely give you some ideas. (laughs) So, thank you everybody for listening to this crossover episode. I hope you enjoyed the wild ride. Christina, thank you so much for guest starring. I hope you enjoyed yourself. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. And be sure to check out Agents of Dam, both the episode Epi appears in and just the show. It's really good. We like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> As of right now, I have no idea what Epi went through. I have some idea, because like I was part of the planning, but I don't know actually what he did. So, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait for everybody to hear what Winterra went through. I'm sorry, but not really. That tracks. You died twice. You, you died once per episode. I feel like we did okay. <laughs> I think okay is subjective, but sure. <laughs> and you breathed fire, so you have that, you know, core memory unlocked. Yep, yep, yep. Died to fire, <laughs> breathed fire. Um, died from her favorite animal. Yep, we got unlock all of those. <laughs> Well done, everybody. Uh, tune into Bard Rock Cafe, wherever you get your podcasts. Tune into Agents of Dam and give them a listen as well. And you can see more of Winterra being the soccer mom of her group back home. <laughs> also, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next episode. Okay, you listen to Bard Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bardrock Cafe. Till next time.